Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Baptist Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. My lap mo, full furnace out here, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. all day, mm-hmm. every day. You know how the we fire. do. Yeah, yeah. Full furnace, baby. Cheers. This hype is too much. The hype is too I'm much. One. What? Full furnace and that. <laughs> don't, don't do that, fam. Sure. Um... How do you guys feel about um, AJ's loss in boxing? I was happy. Yeah. You feel like that? You feel like there was like a lot of pressure on him to win. I mean, he, he 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 was he was the he was the the favorite. He was the favorite, mm. and uh, I think for me, so AJ hasn't. He's not necessarily the most technical boxer. He never was. He was super big. He was super strong. But what what was happening at the top with the top three is Deontay Wilder had that really weird knockout power. Tyson Fury is easily, I think, the best boxer out of the three of them because he's got that awkward style. And AJ was sort of a big fish in a small pond. Mm. And then, I, I, I mean, Usyk... Uh, Alexander Uzik, the guy that beat him is Christian, so I'm rooting for the Christian guy every day, all day, regardless. But he's also the better boxer. So yeah, I was happy. Yeah, I almost so I, I didn't watch I didn't watch the match. Um it's available on it's available on YouTube now. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Um but it was like five rounds and I'm just like, yeah, I haven't got time. Um <laughs> <laughs> but it's I saw the interview at the end. And the guy, um, Uzik, yeah, he was like, "Oh, like this, this." I thank God for this, for this picture. I was just like, "Yo, like I, I like that, I like that." And he I does, think- he doesn't just do the American. I thank God. He's like, "I want to give uh, all this." Is he said, "All this is about my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ." Come on, and it's amen. The the one <laughs> thing that I I enjoy not not because of what he said, but I feel like Anthony Joshua became the has become the people's favorite. Yeah, and because he's a nice guy, and I think, I think nice guy with an easy name to say, you know, <laughs> was not to love. <laughs> None of this Tolulo, but just just Anthony Joshua. But I think um, he was riding on that a lot, um, and kind of I'm not sure if it was milking it and stuff. But I was just like, all right, cool, like almost like the underdog sort of thing. But yeah, I, I'm yeah, um, I'm I, I normally root for the person who isn't the favorite. I mean, they're both they're both were Olympic um, gold medalists. So. He's good. It's just I feel yeah, I feel like he was a bit a bit not a bit overhyped. I think he just faced people that were either at the tail end of their career or just not that good technically. So it was just Ooh. I'm a bigger, stronger guy. I'm gonna hit you harder, sort of thing. And then it he was up against his the, previous the fight, his previous um, couple of fights with the Colombian, I believe. Is it Ruiz? And Ruiz, yes. the fat guy. Where he the hope, lost. The hope of yeah. fat guys everywhere. Lost to the fat guy. Yeah. Found the memes that were coming out. No, but again, guys. again, I mean, Ruiz, Ruiz showed it. Ruiz was a, Ruiz a very, very technical boxer. 
Like he's very, very good technically. He's very fast. But and he he did this stupid thing of once he won the belts, he stopped training with his trainer. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm done. So he came into the next fight even fatter and just had lost everything. But yeah, no. He's training with Canelo now, so he's probably gonna be back soon. But yeah. Anyway, so who's in the hot seat this week? You are sir. No, I was in the hot seat last time. He was in the hot seat last time. Okay, I'll jump in the hot seat then. I'll jump in the hot seat. Oh, because we we went one for one last time, didn't we? Was that last week? Yeah, that was last week. But then the week before, Robert was in the hot seat. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take. I'll buddy this. I don't have a. I don't have a thing. A question lined up. Can I go first? Absolutely. Go ahead. Cool. So Moses, um, Noah. Noah, he went, he took all the animals two by two in the arc. Yes. Um, that was a pretty big arc. Yes. So how come no one no one's ever been able to find it? What happened to it? I mean, just by virtue of um biodegraded and stuff because it was made out of wood if I if I remember correctly and yeah. it was like covered in, in special things to make it um water resistant and stuff but from what I understand and what I believe it was all natural products and so just by virtue of biodegrading and stuff it may have taken years and years for it to have degraded but there's been millennia that have gone past so I, I would assume that the, the arc would essentially be a part of the natural landscape by now. That and they don't even know where the mountains of Ararat or wherever it mm. landed, where the, those mountains really are. But it's, 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 it's a case of if just by virtue of like building yeah. houses and digging the ground and stuff, you would like you may have come across like massive planks of wood or like the hull of a ship or something like that. But yes, yeah, so I, I genuinely just feel like it's just biodegraded. Um, Was there no metal? Nah. I, I, I don't think they they had access to metal like that. Oh no, I think when, they did. I think they did because I think it was it was Cain's descendants that started metallurgy and stuff like and building weapons out of out of metal. But I think I think they would have had like access to metal. I'm trying to I'm trying to place it against something else maybe historically. But I know definitely it was it was earlier than Noah that they had started creating weapons. From the descendants of Cain, that that, that, mm. that and yeah, even if Tower of Babel and stuff, they would have had yeah, some machinery some, and stuff to, yeah. to do you know stuff. Which yeah, fair point. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't think from what the um, description is, I could be mistaken. But I think it was predominantly wooden, um, but then insulated and made um, waterproof. Um, so I do think oh. it was predominantly wood. And so I think, yeah, I think, so I, I would just say it's biodegraded. Um, I would say everything's biodegraded, but I'm, I don't know if that's like a cop-out, an easy solution. Um, yeah. Now, what is wood? Wood rots, wood dies, wood gets soggy when it gets wet. And it's even one of them ones, like, Gems and I went on a walk through the woods when we went away to the countryside, and trees had fallen down, and before they had even finished, like, decomposing other plants has already started growing out of them. them. Mm-hmm. 
and so it, it they almost become a part of the landscape even as they're like rotting away um mm. so yeah it, that's, that's just quickly going from going from one arc to another do you think the arc of the covenant is still around somewhere or do you think that's gone as well I think he's still there, you know. I think it might still be There's some might... tribe in Ethiopia that's just guarding it. Yeah, I think it might still be about. Um and you think that um, like God's holiness, like God's like holiness, if you touch it, you die, it's, it's still on it, or do you think that it's just like like a box now? No, I think I think there is still some I, I'm not sure if it will still be as stringent as it was before, but I still think that God's presence is still is still there. I don't think God would have just like up and left, um, because the the relevance of Jesus's death, the um, the veil being torn, it's almost like the presence is now coming out. So I don't mm. particularly believe that the presence would have like left but rather the access to that has now been opened up and all of us have access to that. Um, so I think it's okay to touch now by, by anyone or you think I, it's still untouchable? So I don't know if I can, I don't know if my answer will be sufficient, but I think out of reverence, we shouldn't treat it, take it lightly. Um, out of reverence for who it represents. Um, mm. So that, that would be my position out of reverence for who it represents. We shouldn't take it lightly. Um, but I don't know if the same um, divine punishment would would stand now. Um, you may get the priests who are guarding it that will stone you. Um, but I don't know if, if like the same divine thing where um, Uzzah who touched it and was killed immediately I don't know if that punishment will still be there now. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, I'm happy with that. Cool. Peter, yeah, what's you your thoughts that? on that? Um, yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. But I think in part as well, and, and this is not, I don't think this is, this is not necessarily biblical in any way, but I find it interesting that a lot of those sort of holy relics are, not are, are lost to history because I think they could also quite easily become idols, yeah, and then become things that people hold and, and become like a you know like a, like an issue. It, they can become yeah. an issue. So I'm not surprised God removes them from the from. from so the, you from don't the think picture. that you don't think the ark is still about the ark of the covenant is still about? No, I I, I so yeah I, I I don't think it's. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's still about. To be honest, I think it's lost. I think it's hidden intentionally. Mm. I think it's hidden intentionally. But I, again, this is extra biblical. There's nothing in about say other than some people making the argument that the ark of the cod, the ark of the covenant, was a physical manifestation container of God's presence. Once Jesus came, there was no need for it because yeah. Jesus is the physical manifestation of those presence. Thus, but yeah, you know. I would I would push back on that. Not not saying that you're the one who's saying it, but mm, just from right. the perspective of um, God's one covenant. was man made. Now God's well, yeah, covenant so. with Israel, like even Paul is like it hasn't been made null and void. 
mm-hmm. like God's covenant with Israel sort of stands. And so I would, um, I, I would push back on it based on that, just to be like, like Israel is still God's like chosen possession. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also caveat that with not all who are born into Israel are actually the Israelites of God. Mm. um in that god is almost saying that he has a remnant from them who still bow their knee to him and so just because you're an israelite just because you're from israel doesn't necessarily mean that you're abraham's child um as in accordance to god mm. yeah yeah but yeah so i um, I, I agree to some extent mm. yeah it's one of those ones yeah cool cool um mo my question the devil demonstrates a good understanding of a knowledge of the um, the Bible. Mm. With that said, is it why hasn't he, or will he, or is it possible for him to avoid or circumvent prophecy? And if yes, why hasn't he done it, or has he done it? And if no, why not? Um, I don't think he can circumvent prophecy. I don't think he has the power to. I don't think he has, or not, not, let me rephrase. I don't think he has the authority to. Um, and the reason I say that is he, when God speaks, Isaiah says that my word will go forth and will not come back unto me void. Um, that there is a power and authority when God speaks. And the one thing that can, um change the outcome of a prophecy is the the response of men the response of humanity and so if god um prophesies or pronounces judgment over a nation and they repent sometimes he pulls that back um and so god has positioned humanity into a, into a space where we can almost work in tandem with him to bring about or to cause him to pull back his prophecy of what he has spoken. I don't believe that the devil was in that position of authority and it is within that realm to be able to, to do that. He may be able to influence what humanity does, um, but his influence would almost certainly bring about the condemnation of that prophecy if that makes sense. So yeah, I, I don't think he has the authority to do that. Um, and another reason that um, is my response is um, the devil can't do anything outside of the will of God. Like God has put limits out onto what he can do. Like there, there are set boundaries. And even we see in Job, like he asked permission before he did what he did um and revelations is talking about like he's on a leash like there's almost like a limit there's a there like god is, has him tethered um and so I, I don't believe that he's able to to overstep his authority his place his dominion um mm-hmm. and it, it's almost like god is permitting him to do something until the fullness permitting him this space until the fullness of time where judgment comes in where like mm-hmm or him and his angels get um, put into the lake of fire. Um, so, yeah, I don't think he has the authority to do so. Um, he may have, and simply by him not being a being part of humanity, he hasn't got the authority to do so. He may influence humanity, 
but that influence would most certainly go towards a condemnation um, or bringing about the wrath of God's prophecy because that's, that's his nature. It would be good to hear your thoughts. Me, me or Robert? I want to hear Robert. Yeah, yeah. Robert, yeah, yeah I want to hear Robert. You know what? I was, I, I was just thinking about a question on a tangent. I'll ask, I'll ask afterwards. <laughs> just so random. But yeah, um, like, I, like when people ask the question, the, the, the story of Job was what came to mind. Because mm. it's like, I think it's the only, like, outside of like the serpent in the, in the, in the garden, it's the only mm. time we see the devil and God interacting. Yeah. Mm. And like God said, you can do this, but you can't do this. And like I feel like if if like the devil tried to um to kill Job, God would have stopped it from happening. And so I feel like if if Satan was trying tried to stop a prophecy from coming to happen, God would have gone around him and stopped him from stopping the prophecy from happening. Mm. Like, like like if God has decided this is going to happen, then there's nothing Satan can do to to stop it. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So I, it's 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 interesting because I just literally I picked the the question off of um Reddit. I follow a, a subreddit, Ask a Christian, and there was just one that I I was interested to hear what you guys thought. Is not necessarily a trick question, but I know more you lean heavily on the sovereignty of God, so I, yeah. I sort of knew where you go with it. That's what I was going. Last when Robert was talking, I was like, yeah, sovereignty of God. So yeah, very much yeah. like. Yeah. So I was I was just curious. My my I think slightly differently in that I think he's tried. I think he's tried like since the prophecy was given through or oh, regarding Eve and her seed, mm. which indicates almost you know, normally it's not the woman's seed, it's the man's seed. Mm. Um, but her seed striking the head of the the serpent. I I think the devil tried it with. Cain killing Abel, even though it was Cain that killed Abel, not necessarily a devil, but I can imagine he capitalized on his um, anger, jealousy, whatever. Mm. But then also throughout history, throughout Israel's history, um, there's a constant theme of there being an attempt on the male. So when Moses was born, there was like a a big deal trying to kill the male sons Mm. of, of Israel. Um, when Jesus was born, there was a big deal with trying to um, locate this new king of the Jews yeah. um, so that he'd be killed. So I think the devil's been trying. And every time it's almost as though, not, not, to, not to say God is teasing him, but God will say, oh, yeah, these are my people. And it's almost like he's putting a target on their back and anyone's yeah. going to go and try and do something to disrupt that prophecy. So I actually, I actually think he's been trying, remains trying, but he's just, he's always going to fall short. Mm. And that's what we see in the Bible is there's always yeah. a way out. There's always a Esther who's going to go and speak to the king and yeah. prevent the destruction of the Jews. Or there's always a Moses or there's always a Joseph. Or there's always mm. someone, some way, somehow that God gets out of the situation such that his plan continues. Yeah, And I, I think it's, it, uh, so again, I, I guess that's why it was curious to me because I think you tend to look at it from the other point of view where it's God's sovereignty and I look at it from it's the devil's failure. <laughs> was, there yeah. a prophecy the about, uh, was there a prophecy about like one of the, one of the disciples betraying Jesus? 
Um, not necessarily. Well, I, 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 I think there were hints. There were hints. So there. there was a prophecy about the wages. Yes. That so the thirty the thirty piece of piece silver. Of silver yeah. There was a prophecy about that. Then there was also a prophecy about the fact that that money will end up in a potter's hands. Yeah. Because at the end they used to go and buy a potter's field. Um. So there, uh, yeah. There's like, and even even with that, you know, like you, it surprises me that the Pharisees didn't see that. You know, like they were they were somehow blinded by their anger. Even Caiaphas or whoever, who was the guy that was like, it's better for one man to die than many. Um. When he said, "Let's kill Jesus," yeah, it was like. Do you not even see what you're saying? You're, you're literally mm-hmm. saying what he came to do is better for the one man to die so that many can live. And you are the one that was trying to kill. So for me, it's it's almost like it's just the devil trying and trying and trying desperately to stop these prophecies, but constantly yeah, I was just thinking. I, I, I just thinking because I feel like in the Gospels it said that like once Jesus like pointed Judas out as the one who betrayed him, that's when Satan went into him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh well, as in like Jesus pointing him out is. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think mm. that happened. In, or so I, I, it was when he gave him the bread, and yeah. then he was like, "Go and do what you're what you're going um, at the final supper, the last supper." And I so, think some of their accounts are like, "Then Satan entered him, and it was night." So, if but Satan then he demonstrated, him, but he no, he demonstrated beforehand yeah, that he was of yeah, yeah, he was stealing from the coffees of the ministry. He was, you know, he was the one that was like, oh, why did she pour oil on your feet? Yeah. You could have sold this and, and could have made some. It's money. interesting as well. Um, I think it's Psalm twenty-two when Jesus said, "My God, My God, why have you forsaken me?" That line was in the twenty-second Psalm. And it goes on to say, um, they they split my clothes, they stare yeah. at me like dogs. And there's, yeah. there was one gospel artist actually who suggested that when Jesus said that line to the Pharisees, they knew yeah. the psalm. Yeah. And they were able to like rec- um, remember it and like run it through as things were happening. I don't know if that's true or not, but I find it I find it really fascinating. No, absolutely, absolutely. I think they must have done. At, at some point, they must have done. He they'll look upon him whom they have pierced and like they must have looked at all of that and be like ah. but then again that's the pride of man as well it's yeah like and i think that even adds to when they the pharisees went back to um herald and were saying if his disciples take away his body the last deception is going to be greater than the first yeah um because of that correlation but going back to what peter was saying i think um in hearing the question, I almost, I was answering from Satan's direct involvement. And so that's why I was like, from a, from a direct okay. perspective, he mm. doesn't have the authority. But mm. from an influence perspective, he's able to almost like whisper in the hearts of men or whisper into the ears of men and have that influence through there. Because on earth, we, we have the dominion, we have the authority, and we've almost given it to him by becoming um by giving ourselves over to sin mm. and so with him like tugging on hearts and stuff like that and um placing before us the lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh and the pride of life like all of these things are now utilized by him um to 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 have some sort of stand within the world and so yes i agree that um he has tried 
but again the sovereignty of god is such that what the enemy what um even as joseph said what you guys meant for evil mm. god meant it for good mm. and so the very means that like in in satan trying to influence jesus to sin that was used to to almost show his his sonship yeah, and then yeah. with satan using judas to get him crucified all of us now enjoy this this salvation um so it'll actually be really peak if if judas is in is in hell and all of us are like oh right you're sizzling in that but like us when i hear because of what you did um Thanks, but, as, <laughs> but as a but that wasn't a, why he did it that's not why he did it yeah. But as a direct entity, he hasn't got the authority to almost yeah. step in God's way. And that's mm. that's what I meant. As an, as an entity, he hasn't got that authority. But as an entity, he has got that influence on earth um, to be able to try to thwart what God is doing. But God is sovereign and God is not playing checkers. Like he, he knows all, all the moves. He knows what's going to happen. <clears throat> so, yeah, he's able yeah. to flip things for his glory. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, so the Robert question, question yeah, the, the question I, I want to ask is so with Satan like knowing the scriptures and stuff, mm. I just thinking, do you can angels repent if they no. sin? Or do you think that God doesn't give them no. hasn't given them that, that option in life? I don't think God has given them that option. And the reason I don't think God has given them that option is proximity. So the closer you are to God, it seems like the closer you are to God, the harsher the punishment for going against him. There is still grace and everything like that. So um, Moses strikes the rock. They're like, yeah, 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 cool. You're not seeing the land no more. Car, you weren't, you weren't on job. Um, and obviously Satan was, initially Satan was like, yo, like, I can get this glory that you have. Let me try it in and that's what so i feel like there's and as um i think it's i think it's in hebrews either it's hebrews or paul that mentioned those who have tasted of god's grace and still go on to deny him and it's, it's almost like they crucified jesus again and there is no salvation for them um along those lines um which people have used to denounce once saved always saved um so I feel like that there is this thing where the closer you get to God, the more that you have surrendered to God's spirit, to, to God's leadership, there is a, a standard almost that that proximity requires of you. And as you go away from it, it's like for those who, um, what's it? Um, for those who have been given much, much is required. And it isn't from the a conscript responsibility. <laughs> and it isn't. It isn't from a perspective of um, being punished without salvation or anything like that, because I still believe that even if you, like Moses still had a good relationship with God, even after that. Um, after he still turned up to talk to Jesus, didn't he? Yes. So that relationship isn't necessarily there, but the consequences is still more severe because of that proximity you have with God. And angels have been in his very presence. So for them to be in the very presence of God, like undiluted heavenly bodies and everything, and, and then turn away, I feel like there isn't that, that sense of, you can come back now um, mm. because of that proximity. 
Peter okay. is very pensive right now. Well, I'm just thinking. I, I like I like the I like the angle of proximity, but I'm also thinking. I don't I don't think you at that level of proximity, at that level of revelation of who God is and, and that understanding of who he is, I don't think you turn away and then try and turn back. Facts. Like if you're proud enough Facts. to... To turn like, away. To turn away. I don't think... You're going to want to turn back. You're going to want to turn back. Like, and, and uh, 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 the devil is an example of that, yeah. however many he took from... Yeah. from Thingy. We we don't see them and trying to <laughs> ease up on the evil repent. at all. Yeah. yeah. So for, for you to get that close and decide, yeah, I, I can get this glory, or no, I'm going to follow Lucifer, or I, God isn't God. Having seen him, I I don't think you turn back. Yeah. And that's why that proximity thing was quite fascinating to me because we are on the fringe of. We're children, we're babes, we're, you know, we're here and we're there. But it makes sense then for us to, no, it doesn't make sense, but it, it's understandable if yeah. we fall or if we, you know, trip, trip and, and, and stumble. But not when you're that close. Yeah, it's not almost like close. after Revelation, getting your glorified body, mm. going into the New Jerusalem, seeing Jesus and being like, eh, rather not. Like, you ain't coming back. <laughs> you're not coming back I don't think you'd want to yeah so yeah I think I think that's a really good point for those who turn away from him I don't I don't angelically anyways I don't think they wanted to come back there is a there's a greater amount of grace on humanity because we're in a fallen body where we're like just besotted by a sin and all of them things there but um I don't and yeah so I think the from humanity's perspective um proximity is is an indicator as to the requirements and the standard that god has for you so your pastor's standard is going to be different from yours just by virtue of his position and where he's at but angelically yeah i, I agree with peter in that family if you turn away you ain't coming back because it's not that god is not you don't want to come back oh yeah it's interesting what's what's the name of that uh the sharia not sharia bride the taliban bride she will make it. Yeah. Anyway, let, let's let's roll on. Well, fine. She she tried to turn back. <laughs> she yeah, to turn that's what I'm saying. And this that's actually a very apt thing because it's the bride of Christ. Mm. If you you can't if you dip you can't come back. She dies, bread. Isis Bride, yeah, not tell them. <laughs> cool. uh, did All you right. not hear, sorry, quickly, on the, on the Taliban flex? Um, so the Taliban are, from what I'm hearing, they're back in power and stuff in Afghanistan, and they're talking mm. about the, the strict laws. So they're trying to ban certain things that aren't allowed within the Quran. Then today, I'm on... I can't remember where, where, where I was on, but there was a news article that was talking about they tried to shut down the Afghanistan opium trade. And then it just said, yeah, that went up in smoke. And then there's just a picture of like bare men just with like sacks of opium just sitting there with a smile on their face. And I'm like, yo, like this, yeah, I just, I find it interesting. But yeah, let's get into it. 
Yeah, I saw I saw another law where they are banning men shaving their beard, um, shaving their beards, and so men are being forced to grow their <laughs> their beards out. Wow, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. That's mm-hmm. yeah. Lord, the law. <laughs> I mean, the big game's gonna um, be strong. If you got them jeans, because some of us aren't blessed with them big jeans, you know. <laughs> and so you can be getting in trouble because they think you shaved your beard, but after the first thing is just patching. Just just that's wild. Yeah. Cool. So I wasn't here last week because I was studying for an exam, which I passed. Kuru, kuru, kuru. Don't know. And I threw a topic to the guys, but decided to ignore it. So I'm yeah. going to bring it back. Going to bring it back. I mean, you weren't here, innit? So. I gave it to you on a silver platter with the speaking points as well, and you still chose to ignore Can't it. Can't tell us what to do. You know, like that. I'm I can can't. Man, you know. You, you, you did, and then you failed. You did, and I'm the voice of the fairness. I'm the voice of the fairness. You sound like Boris Johnson right now. Look, look, look Lucifer 1 and Lucifer 2. That's <laughs> <laughs> a Lucifer 1, Lucifer 2. You know? That's right. <laughs> the pride is high. It is. Be careful. The man who's close to the ground. Fear no fool. Keep that in mind. Anyway. What? He comes like that African guy that was like, don't judge the book by the cover. Don't judge the cover by the book. Don't judge the... (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. Stay out of the library. (laughs) I remember libraries, you know. Library used to be the the, the littlest thing. I remember summer reading challenge. Mm. I remember that. Those were good times, weren't they? Anyway, we're getting sidetracked. We've been doing this for like 35 minutes now. Let's get into it. Um, Insulate Britain. So, like, these are like a protest group who are like a branch off from the Extinction Rebellion people. Okay. And yeah, so so they are protesting about how British homes are like really badly insulated and how I think that's causing more gas to be used, which is bad for the environment. Something like that. I wasn't too interested in what they were saying. And so they've been causing these these dis- disruptions on the motorways by like blocking them. Mm. And I think it, and I think I read today they they've like done it for like ten times in the past two or three weeks or something. And there was and there was one report about this guy who was trying to get his mom to the hospital because she'd had a stroke or something, yeah. but because they had they they had blocked the way. They were stuck in traffic for like 10 hours. Shit. And now she's like permanently paralyzed as a result. And so and so the leader, and so the leader was on GMTV or like one of these things. And um he was like, he's sorry, but you know, we got we gotta do what we gotta do because this is this is our future. Like if, if we don't get these government officials to change now, global warming and all them things there, that was gonna go boom. And so I was thinking, and, and and then, and then he was saying how like, um, protests, protesters like this and like Central Rebellion, are like the Winston Churchills and like the suffragettes of like the, of like the of like the um, modern day modern era, yeah. And how like back when the suffragettes and Winston Churchill were saying what they were saying, they were hated, but actually it turned out that. They were, they were right. Um, I don't know if insulation is the same as suffragette. 
<laughs> and so I was thinking, thinking about, you know, um, is it like how far should one go for a cause? Um, and is it okay to be hated if it if it means being if 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 it means causing like a good effect in the future? I mean, you're you're asking the question, and there are three Christians on the on on the furnace. Ideally, we should we be good to lay down our lives. Be yeah. for the if they hated a master, they should hate they, they yeah. should hate us. And and I guess we we're we're in a we're in a time where that hate isn't as physical or as present as one might um one might think. But there are Christians that are getting it and there are Christians that are doing it. So how far should one go for a cause that they believe in? When you ask me who believes that. Christ is the only way to reconcile with the Father and find yourself in his presence in eternity, I think you go as far as it takes. And so I I say that because I think it will be hypocritical to just say I don't see where they're coming from if they hold this as dear as someone's eternal life. Now, do I hold the presence of a planet that's but my beliefs will not necessarily be here forever. That's dearly, no. But I think when you, in answering your question, how far do you go for a cause you believe in? I think you go as far as it takes. Yeah, I think I, I would add some caveats. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I agree, you go as far as it takes. And um, most of the apostles were willing to lay down their lives um, for this. Most of them did. Most of them did. And they did it willingly and they were like actually praising God as, as they did it. But now it's like someone sends you a DM talking about, stop talking about Jesus and you start crying, man, I'm being persecuted. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no shade. But if that is you, reevaluate. Um my, my caveats would be, so the Christian hope is that like there, there is renewal not only for humanity, but for the world itself. In, in the new earth, in the new Jerusalem, there is a renewal of the earth itself. Um, and so not necessarily saying that done out all the oil, let's just done out all the or the natural resources, one global warming. No, there's there's still a requirement on us to steward what we've been given rightly. Um, but there is also the reality of we are fallen, broken. We only now know, well, we more so know now more full, fuller or fully than before the causes of all this um, car pollutions and blah, blah, blah. When cars first came, we thought that they were the best things, but now we're realizing that actually, no, there's like side effects and blah. So even like um, air pollution, that is uh, causing the death of children and stuff. So when you go into central London, you're not allowed to keep your car running. Um, if you're if you're parked idling, you, you need to turn off your engine to kind of keep the air cleaner. Um, 
So stuff like this is like, there's more evidence to show the side effects of some of our decisions from the past. And so with more evidence, then we almost need to change our behaviors. Um, but behavior change is gradual. So I say all of that to say, we, we know more now than we did before. Um, and as things are changing, there is still the hope of, of a renewed earth. Um, so that, that's the first caveat in, we believe that in Jesus, there is hope not only for humanity, but for the earth. Um, Siri's trying to have a conversation with me. Um, but then also, in dying and committing yourself to a cause, I believe that the uniqueness within Christianity that I can see anyways, there may be other religions that can claim this, um, but the uniqueness within Christianity is that, yo, like we're actually trying to do you good. Like we're working for your well-being, in that um, God is calling us to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And so in us, like being a martyr for the faith, we're being a martyr for the faith by like, we're making ourselves targets by spreading the good news that Jesus has died for you. Um, we're not necessarily stopping traffic on the motorway to say global warming is going to kill us. But we're... Should we be stopping people on, on, on the motorway to say, repent now because the time is short? I mean... I wouldn't advise you to do that because your your time might be even shorter. But it's in the Lord's work, so you you move Jesus soon enough. Fam, you should you should ask the Lord for guidance and direction. Because it's and I think I think it's when you when you're doing stuff that actually impedes people's lives, um, there's a problem there. So if I mean if, to be fair. <laughs> God made Paul blind and that impeded his life. <laughs> and he went on to do great stuff afterwards. It's like, if you, if part of your, um, your, you trying to witness for your faith involved you walking into churches, walking into hospitals and like throwing out medicine, throwing out like good medicine that people need, I will be in front of that queue to persecute you because that don't make no sense. Because it, it's, it's very much like, yo, yes, we believe that God can heal, but we also believe that God has given us this capacity to do these things. And so you doing that is very irresponsible. Okay, but what if you're not going to the hospital, but you're going to like the, the betting shops and like breaking all the stuff so people can't go there to gamble? Don't, don't throw me on a bus like that, fam. Oh, no, I'm, I'm just asking. <laughs> or like going to like the strip clubs and like tearing it down so people won't be lost after the... The stripper beeps. I think I think that so in, in with with those things, I think that's almost attacking the symptom. Um as opposed to working with the root will be more difficult because it's, it's the brokenness of man. So how do you do that? But I would I would more so advise setting up um setting up things within that community that actually support those who may have gambling addictions or may have this. It's almost like um, stopping something without actually providing something to, to hold that space. And so um, I would challenge it from a perspective of how are you then supporting the people who are not going to William Hill anymore or whatever the betting shop may be. 
um, or aren't going to the strip club. Um, so that that's where my mind would be like, all right, how do we how do we create infrastructure to support <coughs> things where people can view the human body in a healthier way and not just lustfully, where they can we can teach them how to manage their money and if they want to make investments to make wiser investments. Um, so that that's that's where I would be. I'm I'm very much not about taking people's um, choices away from them, but making the alternative more clear and more appealing. And I think that's a unique point of Christianity, where even though there is this belief, even though there is this, dare I say, fanatical belief that God is real the end of time is real mm. and our eternity is real and thus you want to spend eternity outside of the, the the lake of fire that's not designed for you but it's designed for an eternal enemy is uh, the difference is that belief is centered on an altruistic outlook on humanity in and of itself so you're, you're trying to help people mm. jesus more often than not would heal first and then say go on do it go go off yeah. and, and sin no more and even that was amongst people that understood the concepts of sin and he would he he was more about helping the people and and yeah. being selfless for them giving to them give to the poor all of these things and i think those are unique characteristics of christianity as another belief that can be so fanatically followed yeah. the difference i think with the insolent britain nonsense is you going onto the motorway and causing disruption is that really an effective way to realize change is that really an effective way to reduce the carbon footprint when these cars that would have been on the road for five hours because of you are now on the road for 10 hours doubling their emissions because they're just i guess it could be argued I, I, I guess it could be argued this is just a temporary thing, just like, you know, when people were fighting for um, rights for black people, they were, mm. they were boycotting the buses and, and like they were disturbing the peace. Yeah. And yeah. Like, like with the suffragettes Ooh. and with all the other things, they were disturbing the peace so that politicians would, would have no choice but What's to address them. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. That, and, is a fair. that is a fair argument. Yeah, it is a fair argument. And, and, I think like like um like Mo was saying it's it's a it's a it's a relevant cause the fact that we are destroying the earth mm. by virtue of population and our choices in energy and even how we're choosing to feed the population. We we are destroying the earth. And so it's a fair point. Um and if it's I, I say if 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 I was on the motorway and then they're causing me to stop, I don't know if I'll be as understanding. If I was the first, and I don't know how they do that because if I'm the first person there, I might run you over Sorry. slowly, not kill you. <laughs> but, but, then again, but, 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 but then again, going back to the argument about what, what people have done in the past, at the time people would have been angry at them and cussing them out, but it was a force for good in the long run. Yeah, I think, I think there's, so I, I really enjoyed the, the argument around um, race and boycotting. Um, and the reason I really enjoy that is because it, it actually demonstrates a point um, so clearly in that the, 
the vast majority of the demographic that were involved in those race demonstrations had no political power, had no power within the mm. society. Like they were the bottom of the food chain. And so they were, they were not able to, to bring about any sort of change outside of disrupting mm. everything Good within point. the society. But yeah. now that is totally different. If you really want to make this noise, you, you can lobby your MP. You can really yeah. make some noise politically just by galvanizing yourselves and being organized and finding out how to actually pick. You, you can do these things. Now, it may, not, it may not happen as quickly as you want. You may feel as though you're not getting anywhere that you need to be getting. But, <clears throat> but even if you look at just the trajectory that, that the UK is going in. Um, Boris Johnson, Boris Johnson has proposed um, the UK going fully electric by a certain date, which is very optimistic. But he, but the UK government is the only government that has made such an optimistic deadline for going fully electric, which has even put the European car manufacturers under pressure to mm. supply this demand. And so you're in, a, you're in a space where the government has, and even when Boris Johnson went to America, he raised the topic of global warming. And he, he was like, yo, we, we need to be active about this. We need to do something about this. And so your, your cause isn't one that the government isn't doing things about. It may not be as fast as you want it to go, but you, you, can't, you can't abandon the wider scope of the, polit the political sphere just because you think this is the most pressing need. But when we come to other things in terms of like genocide, rape, mm. plantations, slavery and all of them things, they're like that the basic human rights of a whole demographic had been It's a different away. struggle. It's a yeah, different struggle. We're talking different away. things. And so you couldn't eat in certain spaces simply because of your skin. Like all of these things had been stripped away and so i really enjoy it because it makes the distinction a lot more clearer mm. that the contrast a lot more clearer we are as, this is as, something that's largely recognized as an issue yes largely something that's being addressed and you're yes. just like no i want to address faster i want to address now and i think again again it's it's been addressed now back and back in the day when people were trying to address it they were looking at them the same way people are looking at the insulate people if no, that makes then, sense no not yes, necessarily it does make because sense. It, it, i think i think evidence there is a lot more evidence back in this now than there was back then but none of that is as a result of what the insulate britain people yeah. are doing this this is the point i was making is it's not like what they're doing is advancing a cause any much more than already has been advanced the the topics of global warming the topics of as mo said um electrifying our, our networks and not relying on fossil fuels that's something that's being argued constantly that's something that's being brought to the forefront already so it's like you are already addressing this i don't see how much more their disruption is going to accelerate that well maybe because in not not enough time has has passed for us to see what effect these people have had with their protests i mean because I mean, like because like because like with um race stuff and suffragettes it's it's only in hindsight that we can say yes that was a good cause so maybe we just need some time to pass to see no but you see that's the thing it's it's saying it was a good cause but we're saying this is already 
it's already a cause that's being advanced. Yeah. It's already yeah. something that's being addressed. And it's and the the, th- the thing as well is global warming. In as much as it is a political situation, but it's also a cultural thing as well. So every single one of us has a responsibility to reduce our carbon footprint. And that's become a that's become a selling point for some companies. My energy yeah. companies, I think, one hundred percent green. Uh, I think so. Octopus is one hundred percent green. So that's already a thing that like yeah. is becoming and a thing that they're trying it's to push. Very much just like little things like turning off your lights when you go to sleep, mm. um, like not keeping the oven on, like regulating your your central heating, potentially getting solar uh, so, uh, solar panels and stuff. And and even what what happens if the cars, the majority of the cars that you stopped were electric cars, <laughs> like. <laughs> That's, that's a bit counterproductive. Well, it's even more counterproductive the fact that they're stopping cars that are giving out carbon emissions, which is actually increasing their emissions that they're yeah. giving out because they're on the roads longer. That like, it's just not effective and yeah. it's kicking and screaming about something that's already been addressed. The the what was right, the 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 image you brought up of um human rights things is very, very distinct in that we're saying we're saying treat us as humans. You're saying address something that you're already addressing just address yeah, it quicker because exactly. I'm, I'm upset about it i think, it's I silly. think so it, it's it is a it is a cause to be looked at but the whole thing is it is being looked at like the 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 change is not and to, to the to the point of even hey plug apple have like reduced their carbon footprint <laughs> your own designs apple have reduced their carbon footprint. it's just like even major companies are starting to make these decisions and these things that are all contributing to this um so yeah i think i think it's, it's almost like a baby throwing a tantrum because they couldn't get what they wanted when they wanted it without realizing that daddy needs to pay rent mommy needs to do this like there's other things to be done, but because you want a suite in the shop and you can't get it, you want to throw a tantrum. So that's 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 how I, that's like that's how I perceive them as babies throwing tantrums. Mm, I hear you. Okay. Um, just before we end, um, one last question for all of us. One one thing you think you could do or do more of. Um, for the greater good when it comes to Christian faith? Probably, probably produce more podcasts, actually. Yeah, we haven't seen any more of your 66 in like 10 years. <laughs> Is that what I came on? <laughs> Did it back? Wow. I think, I think for me, it would be um, mentoring. Okay. I, th- I think it will be mentoring, um, but it's just for and and please, please, listeners, don't don't just send emails. Can you be my mentor? Like I'll I'll say no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where's mentor ever, bro? <laughs> so complimentary. You say that, bro? Not you. <laughs> Not you. Yeah. Um, and and off the bat, I don't mentor girls, so that that won't work. Um, safety fam straight I don't mentor girls um, well that's sexist 
I, I was about to yeah. say, if, if they come with this non-binary, like, whole turn up for a curveball, yeah. Um, I, I go by your birth chromosomes. Um, I, th- I think it will be mentoring, and it's just investing into people to kind of see them go forward and do what God has called them to do. Um, that's, that's where my heart is at. It's like discipleship and stuff. But it's more so he's trying to do it in a way that's sustainable. My my conviction is I do not want to invest in other people more than I invest in my family. And so trying to strike that balance. Um, but yeah, I think it's, trying to strike that balance has been very tricky because um, there's there's seasons and stuff. But I think mentoring would be, would be it for me. Um, yeah. Second. What am I going to do? I am going Chase to... Less babes. Yeah. No, that's because you're getting married. That's not because of the thing. You better no. chase less babes. That, that will reduce my baby's footprint. <laughs> um, seriously, I think... Um, I think I could be a bit more in, in, intentional when it comes to um, working alongside people and just trying to help them like where they are on their journeys and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and just like making people think a bit more about stuff and options and yeah. That seems very vague, fam. I don't know. There's and there's a couple of things that I've been doing, but I think I could I, I could be doing them more. But when they happen, I'll I'll I'll, I'll give an update. Well, mm. Early days, early days. Uh, so people, cool. you need to give us an update when you drop your next podcast and then i'll give an update when i get get a a mentee that's actually serious Mm. um um and yeah robert you shall keep us updated yeah your shenanigans i've got got. you go first (laughs) this is it's somewhat random but little backstory i think last year no not last year a couple years ago i decided to get like a bunch of G2 refills and so I had a refill in what my did pen G2's oh sorry it's a it's a refill for the Parker Jota pen I'm, I'm holding it like the listeners are, are listening it's a refill for a pen and it was a cheap refill so it just it writes as you know it's just a pen to write but today that ran out so I replaced it with one of the original uh, Parker Quink Flow refills and I just want to hook up the pen I want to hook up the Parker Jotter. Get yourself a pen. The Parker Jotter is interesting because it was the, it was a, a bomb, a C4 bomb in GoldenEye, I think, in the, in Bond. It was the click three times the arm, click three times to disarm, bomb. That was given to bomb, uh, given to Bond by Q. But it's just a nice pen. It's a relatively, it's it's an affordable pen. So it's quite nice. Get, get yourself a pen. Parker Jotter is my recommendation. Cool. Uh, my hookup is a YouTube video. It's an interview on the Annual Leisure YouTube page, which is a page about you know getting your money up and doing investing. So they, they did a um, interview with Darius Cooks, um, who's this he's this like guy from Atlanta or somewhere in America, hmm. and um, yeah, he like cooking was his passion, and he started off doing these like. Um, sit down dinner events for people and it just blew up so much that he could quit his job 
and he started lots of multi-million um, companies and it's just uh, and it's it, just talking about his different ventures and stuff and um tips and stuff that he's learned along the way it was, it's, it's a really good listen so what was the cool. name of it it's 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 on the earn your leisure youtube page interview with Darius cooks oh, i'm asking the link yes please moses Uh, I'm muting myself when I was talking. Um, so I'm sending mine to the to the group now. My hookup is an anime on Amazon Netflix. Prime. No, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. I've actually, I've actually jumped off um, Netflix for a minute. Actually, no, no, sick. For all those who who've got kids, um, yeah, just ignore that that hookup this is the next one for all those who've got kids um my little pony there's a netflix film of it and it's actually sick it, like it's actually sick is that um, the one that people were complaining about because they were dressed in like fascist uniforms and looking like hitler and thing probably probably <laughs> but but it's a whole new thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is that one. But I don't know why people are doing that because contextually, it made sense. And, and I think like there was, there was like a tagline where the movie was going to tackle racism and something and something. And then there was yeah. like an orange one that was, that was supposed to represent Donald Trump and all of that stuff. But I don't know. <laughs> but the film is wavy. And like the, 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 the point of the film where it's very much like it's all about you like it's only in unity that we can have we can see magic happen um like the film is dope leia's watched it like seven times and we only watched it last saturday and she's already watched it seven times again um and it's one of those films that i was i was literally like i will sit down and watch it with you um so yeah the netflix film of my netflix original film of my little pony um, it, I've, I think it just got released. Um, P, I'll definitely recommend it to you and, and Zara. But yeah, mm. it's it's dope. And fam, even Robert, like, just watch it, fam. It's dope. If I'm gonna watch it. Fam. I'm gonna watch it, fam. The kids are home to tomorrow, my fam. Fam, oh. I'm watching it. Okay. Anyway, let's round up. Shout out to Good for the intro, outro music. Kevin Turner for the ordinary image logo. Twitter at the Furnace UK. Instagram TBS Furnace, email tbsfurnacehotmail.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash Blacksmith Furnace, no apostrophe. On all good podcast websites, apps to Blacksmith Furnace, no apostrophe. That's it. We send now or now? Oh, you know what? Tuesday, they're releasing the new Smash character, the last Smash character on Smash Bros. Ultimate. Oh, sir. Yep. And. Nickelodeon are making their own version of Smash Bros. It looks so jokes. As in the game or a Yeah, the game. Okay. I'll, I'll send you the link. It's so wild. Anyway, this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blah. <laughs> okay.